Welcome to the Cryptomaniacs Podcast. Join Taskmaster 4450 and John G. Olson each and every week as they dive into the crazy world of cryptocurrency. If you are new to crypto or you've been through a few bear markets in the past, this podcast is for you. It's time to start the show. Ladies and gentlemen, children of every single age denomination, welcome to the Cryptomaniacs podcast. Uh, this is Friday, September the 24th. You might be listening to it on Saturday, September the 25th, but hey, we're recording this on the 24th of September. It's not the 21st night of September. Did you have a happy Earth, Wind, and Fire Day on the 21st night of September this week, Task? No? I don't even remember that. But I don't remember what I had for dinner last night. But, but on the 21st, we had McFarhat on, and it was an excellent episode. And Epic. if you did not have a chance to listen to the podcast, I highly suggest it. It was definitely one of the more popular episodes we've had. Uh, really, really good feedback from it. So, and, you know, again, I'm a fanboy of ActiFit, so it, it helps when the guests were fanboys of right well and, and the thing is is there any easier way to get into crypto than ActiFit? right everybody says that crypto is too complicated how do we do this if you understand your posting key take your posting key download the app put the post key in the app and you'll get paid move around post your steps get paid it, it's yeah. really as basic as we're gonna get yeah it, it's it's great for use case Great for you. Yeah. Um, so this week, uh, this week, we're doing a little bit different. Um, there is a question, but the question is actually from me. Um, John Go forgot to ask the questions on CTB chat this week, but I actually did that by design because of all the news gossip and scandal that's going on on Hive this week and around the interwebs of the blockchain varieties. Uh, very cool news coming out left, right, and center, it seems. Um, but let's let's start with the question. The question that we had, and it actually popped up in CTP's Telegram this week. And I thought if someone wasn't just paying attention and didn't claim their rewards properly, but all of a sudden, we started this week getting two liquid rewards along with Hive Power. So you noticed... Hive, Liquid Hive, Liquid HBD, as well as Hive Power. So the question is, Task, why did this magical internet money decide to go from two to three this week? How did this happen? Well, I presume, uh, and I haven't delved into it to look at the numbers, but this is the HBD cap. There, there's a written in the code, and there's talk about maybe raising it, but because HBD is dead, it's a dead instrument. It's a dead instrument that's backed by Hive that pays out in Hive. So initially the coding way back when was they put in a 10% level so that HBD's value could be no more than the 10% of the total market cap of Hive. And what I presumed happened, we obviously had a massive expansion in HBD 
over the last couple months up to like 25 million or 27 million or somewhere in there, 24 million. And if you take that times a dollar, I know it's been trading a little below that, but we'll use a dollar for easy mathematics. That's 24, $25 million. Mm -hmm. Well, 10 X that is 240, $250 million. With the recent pullbacks in the markets and the decline in hive outstanding, because don't forget, every time people were converting hive and everybody's saying, oh, look, the, the number of hive outstanding went down another million or went down another five million or whatever it was. Yes, but that's five million times 58 cents or whatever the hell hive is at now. Right. 5 million times 58 cents is another two and a half million dollars or whatever to the market cap. So when you have the market cap pull back to, let's say, 220 million or whatever it did, that's below the 240 million dollars. So that means it's haircut time and haircut. I know a foreign concept to you and I, John, Very. but yes. but that means that the amount of HBD that is produced is going to decline until we were are down below that 10% level. So that means that instead of printing out all in HBD in your 50-50 rewards, which is not only your, your posts, but also your comments, you can set your posts to whatever reward you want, but your comments are, I think, automatically 50-50. Um, so now what it is, is that HBD is split between HBD and liquid hive to get more hive out there to get less HBD being created. And that will continue until the shift takes place. Of course, the easiest way for that shift to take place, I think, is if we simply see the price of high take off again. Mm -hmm. But, you know, with the markets being the way they are, that may or may not happen. So, you know, that's my understanding of how it works. And there is talk, and this is a great segue into the discussion that is, I think, going to take place. There is a discussion, Block Trades in the last developer call said he is in favor of 20%. They called me Dan in one of his videos or, or one of his, uh, his and Matt's videos actually said he would support 15% as a gradual increase and keep looking at it every hard fork. This can only be changed by the hard fork. This is mm -hmm. not in the hands of the witnesses. Um, the interest on HBD is witness decided, but this is a, solely a hard fork. Um, so it's, it's worthwhile to have that conversation. Should we push it up to 15 or 20%? Should we leave it at the 10%? Um, you know, that's something that we need to take a look at as a community and take a look at our tokenomics, but that's what it is in there for to protect Hive from having too much HBD out there, uh, mm. where that basically then will allow for the expansion of Hive if somebody accumulates a big HPD or if a lot of people accumulate an HPD level um, from massively expanding the, the Hive and not keeping the, the backing because all of a sudden, you know, it just collapses. That's, that's the design behind it. There you go. So the only thing possibly that could get this back now is like saying Hive going 
mooning again. Um, I mean, you know, mooning is funny because we're still at around 60 cents right now or 58 or something like that right now. But it's like we we really do have such a cool blockchain because it's just like all of a sudden you start getting liquid hive again. And I remember this happening before. Um, it has, yeah. You know, so it's cool. And, and, well, and the, the only way is not the, the the price mooning. I mean, if you think about this, it's now creating more high because you get high power, which is is part of the total plus liquid hive, and less HBD is being printed. So more hive is now being printed, less HBD printed. That if it goes on long enough, eventually the amount of hive that's out there will catch up and allow for the the reversal of this and the 10% threshold could be dropped below. So that is why the mechanism is in there. And I believe now the uh, witnesses are being paid out in li uh, liquid hive. So that's a big change. I would presume, and I don't know for certain, but I presume the... Uh, proposal system might also distribute liquid hive so mm -hmm. it, it it there's a lot of hive that's going to hit the market uh is the intention and then of course people can do the conversion just like they converted when hive or hbd was at a dollar 20 if it's at 90 cents the exact opposite scenario exists where people will want to convert their hbd to hive and to create more hive because they're taking advantage of something that is, you know, uh, an arbitrage opportunity. Yeah. Well, that, that's what I always do. I always, when it gets, when it gets around 90 cents, that's usually when I'll flip it. I'll do the conversion then because it's supposed that you get the three days and you're, you're thinking that, you know, hopefully the, the, the peg will go back and then you make that extra 10% over the three days. So it's, yeah. it's, it's a sneaky little trick for sure. Um, a lot of people do take advantage of it, but we talk about that a lot in, uh, in the CTP Discord and Telegram too about how to leverage that. So there you go. It, it, uh, it's an arbitrage opportunity that's in there purposely. It, the system needs that. It needs those arbitrage opportunities and it needs people coming in and, and buying a lot of HBD or Hive, depending on which side of the the peg it's on if it's a 10 or 15% uh, move to either side. Um, it's meant for people to come in by either HBD or Hive, whichever is applicable and convert it and right. take advantage and make themselves some money because that is what's going to close the range and keep the peg tighter. And we need, we need people doing that. That's by design. So it's not as if somebody's being Oh, well, I don't know. Is that the best thing for Hive? Yes, that, that's exactly what Hive needs and wants is people to come in. And if it's at 90 cents, take advantage of that arbitrage opportunity. Make yourself that 10 percent because right. you're helping to then um, in that situation, reduce the demand or, or the supply of, of HBD, which then should help the demand side and push the price up is is the. Demand and supply on paper, yes. <laughs> yeah. it, it, you know, it, it's it, it's the same thing at a dollar twenty. People were converting all kinds of HBD uh, and, and and getting hive. Mm. Uh, excuse me, converting hive and getting HBD, which dramatically increased the amount of HBD out there. 
Right. But that is intended that a lot more HBD is going to be in a lower price on the HBD, which you want to bring it back down to the, the pay. Yeah. But unfortunately, we went the other way now. And I don't know. We, I haven't looked today. or I, I know we, we were down there and we, we moved back up to like 96 or 98 cents. So I don't know where we're at today. We might be near the peg. We might not be. I, I haven't looked. That's crazy. Yeah, uh, Hive Trending just uh, mentioned this, and uh, I was going to mention it too. We're, we're all the witnesses are still getting rewarded in staked Hive power, um, so maybe it's the the Dow or something that pays out in yeah you know, liquid Hive. The Dow, I'm not sure of. Uh, mm. I, I that may be only that may only still be HPD. I, I don't mm. know. Right. It's still the blockchain that keeps on giving. Speaking of blockchains that keep on giving. There was a tweet yesterday from Hiveblocks. Um, they mentioned it in the Discord, and it kind of got people talking, especially Stealth Trader. If anyone follows Stealth Trader on uh, on Twitter, he's definitely a definite guy you want to follow. He's been very pumped up about a certain blockchain named Telos over the past couple of months. He's been saying this is the greatest thing ever, and he loves it, he loves it, and he loves Hive, but he loves Telos. And then all of a sudden, a little tweety, tweety bird tweeted <laughs> and said that there's a big collaboration happening between the hive blockchain and said telos now this is all from the same family tree and we can get into that in a second but one of the big things about telos to me is that this is where epics is our good old-fashioned instagram competitor they're on telos so what is this collaboration? Do you have any news gossip and scandal about this? And what, you know, I've got concepts, you know, me, I'm dreaming airdrops. That's what I'm dreaming. You know, do, do an old bite ball thing. Remember the bite ball airdrop? Remember that? Yes. Yeah. Yes. You know, Let's see yes. if the, the Telos foundation decides to do airdrops for hive power holders. Wouldn't that be something? Just thoughts. I, 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 well, that, that kind of gives me horrors because then I got to learn another freaking wallet. Uh, but I, I have no idea. I, I'm, I'm like everybody else. I came across the, the tweet and uh, I end up looking at the post. The, the post on Peak D wasn't very informative. It right. just said, yes, this is talks are, are going on. Uh, there is talk of a collaboration. And that's basically it. I quite frankly don't know much about Telos. You are correct. It is another Dan Larimer. Uh, well, it's not really his creation. It's a fork of his creation because it's a fork of EOS, I, I yeah. think, if, if I'm following correctly. Uh, and I think EOS is a DPOS. Um, it's not an EOS or it's not a, a POS. So I think it's a DPOS. I don't know what's being discussed. I don't know how big the Telos community is. Uh, I don't believe I follow Stealth Trader on Twitter. I will have to add that at your suggestion. Um, so I, I really don't know much about this other than, well, I don't think it's as close as the collaboration of Peer Place because Peer Place actually was, I think, also a fork of Steam. So mm -hmm. there is that direct code correlation where EOS is 
probably a lot of the same code because Dan uh, coded it. He developed it, but it might be a little different. But, you know, there's probably just a little bit of a bridging that needs to to do some uh, some interoperability if needed. And, and maybe that's not even what's being talked about. It might be at a, a layer two and some type of collaboration. So mm -hmm. it, it's to me, John, this is vital because it just shows how the reach of Hive, the tentacles of Hive are just starting to extend out. We're no longer this blockchain that's just a blogging platform that's isolated in an island unto itself. And that was the gist of my post this morning saying, can Hive actually be one of the big operating systems for blockchain? taking the concept of iOS and Android, you know, even though it's not a, an exact correlation or an exact parallel, but the idea of everybody saying, oh, it's all Ethereum and all Ethereum forks. Well, guess what? They got some challenges. Hmm. Hive, the challenge we have, we can solve. We need more smart contract platforms to be built, which they're being built. Outside of that, we don't have scalability issues. We don't have transaction cost issues. I kind of like our problems. We can solve them. And I think we're starting with Speak Network, this, this idea from, uh, I guess it was under the Hive IO account, uh, but sent out by by Hive. Uh, who sent it out? Block, Hive? Hive Blocks. Hive Blocks. Hive Blocks. Yeah. Block. Um, I mean, it's, we'll see. But, I, mm -hmm. I you know, Telos has, from what I understand, a lot going for it. I, I don't know what's on there. I've never looked at the, the numbers. I, 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 let me pull this up so I don't talk out my rear end. Uh, I think that aren't they one of the top, uh, let me go to Blocktivity and see where they rank. I think they're like the number two activity chain. Mm, no, nope, it doesn't seem they're on there now. But Blocktivity tends to dump stuff. Oh, no, Telos is number 11. Mm -hmm. So it's got activity. So, like, that's a... uh According to Blocktivity, 463,000 transactions in the last 24 hours. So mm. there is some activity there. Um, I don't, I don't know enough about it to speak uh, as an expert. Maybe some people in the chat can, can provide us with some insight that we'll be more than willing to repeat here for, for the viewing and eventually listening audience. But I just, I just like these outreaches. You, you never know. Maybe something could come of it. And I don't know what level it's going to be at, but hey, yeah. it's not a bad thing. Yeah, for sure. It's um, it's cool and and it's really intriguing to me just because I always loved the Epix app. Uh, a little bummed out with the way they kind of like just left Hive and sticked with Steam, but then they leave in Steam and they went to Telos. It's like this big circle of life now. <laughs> that's what it feels like. Um, but that's exciting to me just because. Hey, be yeah. careful leaving Steam. We may hunt you down and get you back. Yes, if you leave, if you if you finally give up on Steam, we will get you. <laughs> we'll find you the hive. either we'll get you or you'll be back yeah yeah how exactly. many people have we seen show up now oh 
I'm back. I've been gone for five months. Yeah, you were gone when the price was down. Now that it's up, you're back. Yeah. Fancy how that works. Yeah. So that's that was the big news yesterday. Um, of course, then we transition into everyone's favorite topic, my favorite topic, Ethereum. No, just joking. We're not touching that with a 10-foot pole. Um, Splinterlands. So I woke up this morning and my Discord, it's 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 pretty it you know it's big news when my Discord, there's people actually saying, Hey guys, pay attention to what's going on with Splinterlands. They dropped uh, a post this morning on Peak D. I guess it was after the AMA that they had. They must have announced this on the AMA. But the Chaos Legion set has been announced, and the pre-sale is coming. The pre-sale is October 18th, uh, which this is just the pre-sale. So there's 15 million packs they're putting up for sale, which is astronomically more than they did for the previous pack sales. The big news is that you're going to need this thing called a voucher token to be able to buy or pre-buy these packs. And they're doing this because they don't want whales to go in there and buy 15 million packs, put them on the secondary market and, uh, you know, run the show. So you have to have staked SPS and the rough number is 2,700 staked SPS for one pre-sale chaos legion pack that's crazy i have a lot of airdrop points i've still only got about fourteen thousand sps so that means i'm getting like five or six you know pre-sale packs um so even the whales even the guys or the gals with the millions of of airdrop points are still only going to get you know, 20 or 30 pre-sale packs. So I think this is a unique way of doing it. The other news with this is that the price of them have has doubled. So instead of the packs, the untamed packs were $2 each. These are going to be $4 each. Because, you know, Splinterlands is definitely hurting for money these days. They're definitely, but they're doing it because they, it's, it's the how to, you know, make sure the economy of the game is good and, Someone will say, yeah, it's just them making more money. They're going to make money no matter what. It, it could be a dollar. They're going to make money. It could be $20 a pack. They're going to make money. So that's not the point. But the point, the big thing is that this, this voucher system is coming. So depending on the SPS you have staked, that's what's going to determine how many of these pre-sale vouchers you get. And the vouchers then you can trade in to get to buy the pack. So there's going to be an entire market. Uh, in the next couple of weeks here on Hive Engine, that will be people buying and selling vouchers because you don't have to buy the pack. You get the voucher. You can sell the voucher on the third market, similar to what um, Cub Finance did when they had their airdrop for the Cub token. Um, and they they gave them on the open market for a couple of days and then people could buy and sell them there and then they moved everything over. So this it's, it's huge news. And, and this is a big post. Uh, I mean, you know, this was four hours ago, the posts, uh, and it's uh, 2,800 words. So there's a lot to dive into. I'm just skimming over it. There's already 80 plus comments on this thing. Safe to say this is some pretty, pretty big news on the Splinterlands front. Uh, and we are going to have a mission now to get tasked to win two games this week uh, while he plays the game to learn from get ready for Chaos Legion. 
Are you excited for Chaos Legion? I don't even know what that means, honestly. <laughs> it, it, it's funny because uh, Dagger212 posted about the Chaos things in, in, in Leo Market Talk, and that was my comment. I don't even know what you're talking about. Uh, that's okay. On Tuesday, we have Elindis from Exode. I don't know what the hell he's talking about with there either, but I own a lot of shit in Exode, so at least I, I have a vested interest. But uh, my question also, he did post about the, the, the vouchers, and I said, what happens if you don't have, he said it would be about 3,000, but either way, uh, it's an estimate. What if you don't have that? Because I don't know, I'm at like 16 or 1,800 SPS, I guess you're SOL. Well, you've got, then that's where the, that's why the price of SPS went up 30% today. Because oh, people definitely. started buying it. So there's going to be a big gold rush, I think, for SPS over the next couple of days uh, going towards this 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 voucher drop. Um, so it's interesting. Um, hey, I, I love the innovation, the creativity, the expansion. That's what needs to take place. And, and the idea not of just rewarding the first players and the biggest players. Yes, they get some, but it sounds like they are very cognizant of not only their different levels of battles. So, so you know, me coming in with nobody or nothing, I don't have to face, you know, the top two or three players and just get my ass kicked. Right. I can get my ass kicked by the number, number 652,842 player. But That's at least me. I got a that, that'd be me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. you're welcome. But at least I got a fighting chance then. Thanks for the uh, dub. <laughs> yeah. You know, no problem. Uh, that's what I'm here for. Uh, you know, I'm like, I'm like the, you ever watch professional wrestling? I, I'm like, I'm like the, the one on Saturday morning professional wrestling when it's Hulk Hogan versus Joe Smith. Brooklyn Brawler. <laughs> Brooklyn, Brooklyn Brawler was the poor SOB that got beat up every single time. I'll give you another one. SD Jones, Special Delivery Jones. He wow. always almost won. But, you know, that's what I am whispering. But that's okay. We we, we need the, what do they call them? The, not the baby faces. Those are the bad guys. They, the fodder? The, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> not to be cute, uh, confused with Fluffer. That's a different industry. Um, we don't want to go to the cummy tokens already. <laughs> the, the, the cummy tokens. <laughs> no, but getting back to Splinterlands, I think it's great that they're adding these layers, that they are cognizant of not creating a self-perpetual Ponzi scheme that people can get in. Uh, and get uh, involved no matter what time they're getting involved in, you know, what layer. Um, you know, I think it's fabulous because I think that's what's going to keep the interest up. Yeah, that would that would really hurt it. Um, and they mentioned this in the post too. Uh, again, I briefly skimmed over it, but that was one of the things they said. They don't want to affect the game where it's like the whales come in, buy all these things up, and then people are like nickel and diming, and then they're back into the situation that they've just recently gone through with the fact that all the card packs are gone. Because when the whales come in, and this is just pre-sale, like once the, the, the sale opens up, there's bonuses in place. Like they want you guys to be buying the packs. They're just saying for the pre-sale to give everyone a chance uh, because if not, and still, it's still pricey. I mean, to get these vouchers is, you know, 2,700 to 3,000 SPS state. That's not, you know, SPS is 32 cents or something right now trading at. That's, 
you know, that's not chump change for a lot of people. So it's still a, a pay to win platform. It's still, you know, and yes, it's pay to earn, play to earn, but you still got to pay to play uh, or not pay to play, pay to win uh, in this. And uh, I mean, I think that's the element of, of these type of blockchain games. You, you've got to have, uh, you're you're buying assets essentially. You're buying these 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 things that are NFTs that have use case, yes, but they're still NFTs and they're still collectible. Uh, so there's got to be some kind. Well, of but I, I'll 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 counter that with, I presume, and maybe I'm wrong, but if I was somebody who was playing consistently from three years ago, let's say, then. I might not have the resources to buy 2,700 SPS, mm -hmm. but I would probably have a crap load of SPS because of the airdrop. And yeah. I may have had cards and deck and SPT and whatever else that got me 14, 15, 20,000 SPS. So, right. you know, being a long-term player could have just been enough to be, be to my benefit. And, then I could have gotten five, six, eight, 10, 12, 15 of these vouchers, whatever it would have amounted to. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, uh, you know, we, we, we do say it's a play to earn, but, you know, realistically, it does appear that there was an avenue and is an avenue if you just want to get a starter pack, play, and bide your time. You yep. can keep adding and, and growing and, you know, I'm even adding growing. I don't win any fucking games. <laughs> well, imagine if you won some battles. <laughs> Match <Imagine> that. <laughs> yeah, dude, it's it's the truth because it's like uh, I just started getting in. Like I, I was a part of Steam Monsters from day one, basically. Um, but I didn't start playing Splinterlands up until probably a good three to four months ago. Like really started playing it. And, and they got the daily quests, like you know. And the daily quests... You get I thought those were seasonal quests. Seasonal quests for task, or oh, or, okay. or you know, probably yeah, or yearly tasks, yearly quests for task. No, I think they mode. reset if you don't get them in the same in the in the calendar year, right? <laughs> in the season, <laughs> you lose but them. There, no, this is this is this is what you said was bang on because there's some guys and gals that have been playing this game that have done their daily quests since day one, every single day religiously they have done their daily quests and throughout that they have gone through all of the different rewards cards they can get all the different rewards they could get from opening up the chest every single day and you're right they could be sitting on a boatload because some of those cards that you get in rewards some of them are on the market for 50 grand each i mean it's it's not chump change for some of those those rewards cards so these these people that have been playing putting the grind in the effort to play to earn elements of this for years are definitely going to see some results i myself just from getting into the habit of doing daily quests now over the past couple of months i see my deck going up in value because i'm getting these cards and now with the new rewards cards that are out there i'm getting them every day now you know it's 50 percent chance of, of unloading a card now when you get your you know i had a uh, eric is watching on vim right now eric uh, you know got a got a i think it was i don't know if it was a gold but it was it was an epic lava launcher card this morning and and task knows exactly what i'm talking about here the, the lava launcher task the the lava launcher task you know the no okay 
Yeah, but but let's see if you know it. You 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 give the def. You tell us everybody what the love launcher is, and then I'll let you know if you're correct or not. Yeah, right. It's it's a really good card. There you go. So yeah, but you're it's, right. It, it is. It's an exceptional card. <laughs> now it's now, epic. Even it's, it's an epic card. Yes. You know, it's not it's not a million dollar card. It's probably for a couple bucks or something like that. But it's a really really useful and powerful card in the game. And Eric actually got that by doing his daily quest today. That just sits in his deck. That increases his SBS airdrop tomorrow. This is like you said, you pay to pay play to earn, but you put in the effort and you see and, this and, stuff. And how, how 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 did Eric's writing skills or video creation skills have to be to do that? I don't think he's written a post since last hockey season. So he <laughs> he he got this in spite of not doing a blog post. Imagine that on high. I know. I mean, I know. that's the cool thing. I mean, you, you so much for being the blogging and, blockchain, right? Yeah. You come here and you get cards that are epic and that are worth a few bucks and they get you more SBS, which gets you vouchers to buy more cards. That, and they launch lava. <laughs> yeah. Not a good time to say that with that volcano off of Europe. Is, to, is there a volcano up. about to erupt? Oh, yeah. They're, they're, Something that's been spewing for about a week or two. Oh boy, here we go. But uh, yeah, I mean that—that's just what it is. This is this is the epitome of the digital asset realm, and you know it's we. I, I mean we joke around, but Splinterlands is a legitimate game, creating legitimate value, getting a lot of players, and they're adding more and more features and and innovation to the game that. It's just creating more wealth for for people who are involved. Yep. And, I mean, and I joke, but you know, <clears throat> I get my—I don't even know what I get, like sixteen or so uh, SPS a day. If it's at thirty cents, I mean, okay, I'm not going to get rich off of it, but that's five bucks. No. I mean, you know, better than losing five bucks a day. Mm. And who knows where the hell the the price will be in a year or two? Yeah. And it's, it's definitely going to be more attractive to use than Uniswap. Speaking of which, I plan on dumping a lot of my Uniswap this week because I'm sick of Ethereum and I'm sick of their damn fees and I'm sick of contributing to that damn. So, yeah, anyways. I, I, I don't know. I have some Uniswap. Is, is the price it's, getting crushed? It was around 20 bucks. I, it's, it's like to it's me, just it's more of the market. Well, it's more the principle for me. I'm sick of Ethereum. I'm trying to get away from Ethereum. I'm going to sell my Ethereum. I'm sick of it. I'm sick. I'm sick. You don't, you don't like Ethereum? I hate it. I put that on Facebook on Mark Zuckerberg's platform last night. Uh, uh, random crypto uh, content. I hate Ethereum. And that's what I, I literally put on Facebook. I just, I hate it. I can't stay. You know why? Because I'm sitting here trying to flip and it's time for Ethereum rant, folks. If you're new to the crypto main. I didn't even provoke this. You no. did. You went down this road all on your own. Yep. Yep. It's, it's time. It's time for the crypto, the, the, the Ethereum rant. What, what time is, oh, we, we made it 40 <clears throat> minutes. So yeah, 40 minutes before the rant. It's not bad. Dude, I'm trying to like, just get rid of some tokens that I have and it costs me money to tr not trade them, send them. For me to send a token right. on this stupid blockchain, I have to pay someone $60 in gas fee just to send it, just to send it. just And then this is what DeFi is built on, right? I'm sitting there. I don't know if you've had a chance to play with diesel pools, but holy moly donut shop. I'm sitting there providing liquidity to this, 
providing liquidity to that, giving donations for the Hive Pizza pool here, sending tokens here, flipping tokens, bringing it in and out of the... Guess how much it cost me, Cask? Ask me how much it cost uh, me. Is that on Hive? I'm going to say zero. Zero, zero, zero. Nothing. I'm, I'm sick of it. I'm sick of it. I'm sick of all of these stupid blockchains that you have to use MetaMask and you have to do Ethereum with. And, and even Binance Smart Chain. I love Cub, but damn it, I love Kingdoms. You want to know why I love Kingdoms? Because I don't need to worry about the stupid-ass blockchain about buying and selling on freaking BSC and Ethereum and all these... Okay, thanks for listening. I, I I got out of my farms and I just said, fuck it. I was about a day early anyway. I didn't realize I had problems, but I just threw it in the Cub Kingdom and said, fuck Same. it. Yep, same with me. I, I probably I costing myself a little bit, but oh well. I, it's it's. I don't need to think about it. I love King. No, great. I don't even think about it. Yeah, I just. I, but I, now I, you do realize there. Telos has fees. Oh, I know. I know. Everything has fees except for Hive. But for some reason, we still the 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 majority of the crypto world seems to ignore Hive, even though we have everything here that makes the user experience better. Usernames is one. You don't need a stupid wallet that looks like, you know, like your kids smashed on a keyboard to encrypt it. Um, you know, it's there's no fees to buy and sell. You can send tokens. It's it's the easiest thing to use. But for some reason, you know, and, and you know, I haven't even I haven't even spoke. First of all, let's I guess this is a good segue into Twitter. Right. And, and the announcement they did yesterday. Um, and then we got to talk about Speak Network, too. But. If you're watching on Twitter, apologies right now, because you're probably like, where's Periscope? I can't like talk to you guys. What's going on? They shut Periscope down for real, for real today, apparently. So if you're watching this live stream, it's just showing up on my Twitter feed. There's no way to really communicate unless you make a comment on the, the tweet itself. Uh, but we are thinking maybe we'll we'll go do some stuff on YouTube or something in the following uh, weeks here, just so we can get some interaction, live interaction. But Again, guess what's working flawlessly, Task? Vim. Vim's working flawlessly. It's on the blockchain, baby. And it's right here. And we got people watching in on Vim. So uh, I guess, okay, so the big news from Twitter, uh, the Jacks, I guess. Is that what they're called? Jack Maulers and, and, and Jack Dorsey? Are these the Jacks? I don't know. I know so, Jack Dorsey. I don't know who Mauler is. But Mauler's the guy who did Strike, right? Oh. He's the one who's providing these lightning wallets or something to Twitter. Oh. I don't know. But so this is huge news. Apparently, Twitter, you can tip Bitcoin to each other. Of course, using Lightning Network, right? So it's funny because we've had Hive tips, even though it doesn't really work because the guys kind of abandoned that project. Um, but the BAT, if you use Brave Browser, you've been able to tip on Twitter for a year plus now. Uh, Hive tips was there for a year. So apparently this is big, massive news because now you can tip with Bitcoin on Twitter. And I loved what you said yesterday. I actually put it on Noise Cash yesterday and I put it on, on Torum. I put it on all these crypto um, social media networks. And I quote, Tash said, this is the equivalent of putting lipstick on a pig. It's still a pig. Yeah, you don't want to really, you, you, don't, you don't want to kiss it anymore just because it has lipstick on it, yeah, it, it's <laughs> taking a Web 2.0 application and trying to integrate it with Web 3.0 just to say it's web integrated with Web 3.0 is, is just nonsense. 
Um, and that's what it is. It's nonsense. Uh, you know, quite, quite frankly, I think the idea of tipping is going to end up going by the wayside because of the simple fact an upvote and paying out of a blockchain out of the inflation makes a lot more sense. If you have strong tokenomics and you have enough sinks you, and you have enough growth, you can sustain the inflation rate where would you rather send me too high, John, or would you rather hit me with an upvote that pays me too high? No. I mean, it, it's a no brainer. And, um, you know, I, I think that when you start to look at not only high, but you look at all the tribes, that's going to be the future. And that's why, where Speak Network and, you know, what, what they call the breakaway communities, the ability for these communities to spin up their own token and, you know, we're, we're all anxiously, patiently on the edge of our seat while being very relaxed, waiting for Project Blank. Um, you know, that's going to be a real game changer because here it is. I just upvote you, John, on your blank and, you know, you get paid. Yeah. And it's like, uh, what's better than that? So. Uh, you know, now they'll have to work on the tokenomics of, of blank and all that other stuff to create sinks and, and whatnot. But you got to get the damn out, app out first. So, you know, this is Dorsey being Dorsey, in my opinion. It's... The, the, the maximalists are, are, you know, it's so funny when they start using lightning because the maximalists, you know, it's like they love that it's just Bitcoin, but then they're like they secretly hate it because it's lightning. Like, it's so funny. It, it, it's yeah. like you know you can't you can't keep them happy man they're they're a unique breed of people well and 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 what's even more interesting is for years the ethereum people attacked the bitcoin maximalists now you got the ethereum maximalists where every single freaking transaction in the next at some point in the next 10 years is going to all be on ethereum <clears throat> you know and it's like if that's By the, the way, case, John, are you an Ethereum maximalist? If that's we, the we, case, I'm rage quitting crypto as a whole. I'm selling everything and I'm going to go live in a, as a hermit in the middle of the woods because then I don't want anything to do with the interwebs if we've got to deal with Ethereum as the it, it, only Except thing. the deed to your little cabin is going to be on Ethereum. A smart contract. Yeah. <laughs> st stick up. Stick up boy said too. Yeah, we're out too if this is true. Yeah, absolutely. I'm with you, man. I just, I, I, Ethereum is just like, oh, anyways, let's talk about better, more interesting use cases for crypto with the announcement of the roadmap from the Speak Network. Hey, hey, guys that actually care about the user experience and things. Imagine that. Speak yeah. on it, sir, on the Speak Network's roadmap to success. Oh, you want me to? Sure, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's there. There was a lot in there. It, it covered the next year, which I think is uh, pretty amazing. And uh, obviously, if you're not really familiar with what all that is, it it can be a little overwhelming because they threw out code names or or hashtags that they want used on Twitter to try to uh, spur on some engagement. And you know, then they use their acronyms and stuff like that, like the SANS and and all this other stuff. But basically, it gives you a, a brief overview, even if you don't know what all the pieces are, which 
I think it's almost impossible for any of us to know, um, that really how wide and expansive this project is. And mm. it, it's going to take a year to really get geared up because it, it's not a simple little thing. And it is video hosting, decentralized video hosting, decentralized image hosting. It is DeFi, it's NFTs, it's token creations, it's breakaway communities. Um, you know, it's, it's smart contracts, it's um, onboarding and off, off, offboarding. Is it called offboarding? Anyway, the opposite of onboarding, on-ramp on and off-ramp of Hive. There's going to be P-Hive and PHBD on, on, on there. Uh, so you're going to have another uh, opportunity. There's going to be SIPs, which is, you know, the main SIP is going to be high broker larynx and uh, uh, speak. So you're going to have those four tokens in the SIP, which any hive that goes in there is locked away. So it's going to re effectively reduce the, the float that's out there. It's not burning, but it, it's putting it out there. And that'll generate more fees and more revenue that can be either used, uh, you know, to fund the proposal system that they have uh, undated, but that's part of their plans, or it could even be rolled over to use uh, to pay the witnesses on Hive instead of using inflation and use the inflation for something else. Uh, you know, it's going to be up to the community to decide. So I think it's very encouraging. And I, I think what's really most interesting is like the test nets our Q3 of this year. Well, Q3 lasts another week. Right, yeah. So I'm going to presume either they're going to be gearing up those test nets next week or they're already running them. Mm. And, you know, that's the first phase of the process is to, to develop the code and throw out test nets and get some developers on there uh, attacking it and, and figure out your, your errors and your bugs. Uh, so I, I think it's, it's another step that shows the community we've been talking about this sucker for a while. Um, it's not pie in the sky. I mean, there's stuff that's, that's getting close to being rolling out and it's, it's not going to be rolling out six or eight months down the road. It's going to be rolling out in the next 90 days, certain pieces. Nice. Uh, and I, I think that's very exciting. And, um, you know, I, maybe I've been listening to Dan too much because that is possible, but uh, I'm starting to see where his mindset is. And I obviously haven't done the broad-based research that he has done. So, but I have no reason to not believe him. And, and I do understand where he's coming from. You're looking at a lot of blockchains out there that are gonna have a lot of problems down the road with regulation, with centralization, with token distribution. Uh, with transaction costs, with fees, with the difficulty in developing and attracting mainstream developers, you know, your average developer who isn't a C++ or a blockchain uh, developer, they're going to encounter some problems. And mm -hmm. we seem, we being Hive, seem to be maneuvering around that by you know, yes, we do have some holes and those holes are being filled by looking to Peerless and maybe Telos and whatever Block Trades is doing and the half and, you know, all this other stuff. So 
I think it's good news. I, I think it's very optimistic for, for those on Hive. And, you know, as the naysayers will say, well, there's still nothing to see. There's not, it's just words. Mm. Okay, you're right. It, it's just words. It's just a roadmap, but at least you got a roadmap now. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, man. It's beautiful. Um, it, it's, it's so, I'm kind of, I'm glad that I forgot to ask the questions this week because there was a lot to talk about. And um, I think if people are not paying attention to what's going on at Hive, um, they're missing out big time. My new addiction now is diesel pools. Um, I've really started poking around with them. Uh, the two I'm involved in right now, uh, obviously the, 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 the hive and, uh, DEC one, which is great because that actually contributes to your SPS airdrop, which is awesome. So I provide liquidity. I get some extra SPS every single day, which is great. But the other one is the hive pizza, the swap hive and the hive pizza, um, one which is fantastic uh not only is hive pizza you know just kicking butt taking names right now uh they are they've got this cool thing in diesel pools where you can get rewarded um every day so it's like a dividend paying system people put funds into this to support it and it gets paid out to liquidity providers every single day so every day now because i'm providing liquidity to, to, to hive pizza i'm getting utopis i'm getting uh ctp i'm getting um archon i'm getting a whole bunch of these tokens every single day uh just by providing liquidity to these pools so the best thing again zero fees so if i want to take my money out i don't need to pay a mortgage payment in gas fees to get it out i just press withdraw and it's done so i love hive <laughs> I that was the point of my post today. I mean, it, it's I think we own, underestimate the power because people haven't picked up on it of fast and feeless. I mean, I don't care what you get your transaction cost down to. They could be a few cents. Who the hell is going to spend a few cents on social, most social media? Yeah, exactly. Nobody. Yeah. They're just not going to do it. So who's going to spend for the most part a few cents on each transaction in a game? Nobody. I mean, yes, if, if you, I mean, listen, if you were moving gold foil cards around, you wouldn't care about a, a $20 transaction. Fee. Right. Yeah. I mean, but if you're looking at something that is worth even that card you said for for a buck or two, I mean, are you going to want to spend 10 cents on a transaction to move a buck around? Yeah. No. I mean, you'll do it, but you don't want to. You, you don't want to, but then, yeah. how, you know, a buck card is a pretty valuable card. What about all those cards that are worth five and 10 cents? You mm -hmm. know, what are you going to do with them? It, it just makes. I would think from the entrepreneur, the, the, the developer, the, the person behind the game, I would think it would back them into a corner saying, you know, how do we operate and feasibly, you know, I guess you just have to relegate the aspects of your game that are on chain to just stuff that deals with money. And maybe that's all you need. But uh, to mm -hmm. me, I think it's, it's rather limiting and, 
you know, I, I think the fact is that's something that aggroed and, and Matt and the people in Splinterlands and Hive Engine and all of that have, have tapped into is there, there certainly is an advantage to having these feeless systems that you tie into and, um, yeah. you know, maybe an Axie Infinity could, can succeed on a uh, Ethereum, but I don't think a thousand Axie Affinities can succeed on Ethereum. I, I just don't think, I think they're going to have to come to, you know, you look at a Decrox that, that basically was put together by whoever, one, two, three developers, three people involved in that team. I don't even know who's involved. Yeah. Slow going to the start, but they have that opportunity to go through the slow period because there are no fees. Yep. You know, yeah, and each day there's more Hive accounts out there. So Splinterlands is actually subsidizing everybody else when you think about it by creating all these damn accounts that they're paying for. I'm, I'm getting a lot of interest, man, because, um, you know, that's part of the gig with CTP is we reach out to people outside that are not familiar with blockchain. And I put it out there almost daily on traditional social media. Like, this is what we're doing here. This is what we're building. And I get people all the time sending me notes like, hey, man, what's the Splinterlands thing? You got an affiliate link for this? Oh, do I? You're right. I do. Here you go, buddy. Here's my affiliate link. Um, but not just that, but also Hive, you know, uh, there was this big post that I was watching on Facebook the other day. This guy was complaining about how he's sick of making all this content for people, uh, for, for, for Zuckerberg. And I'm sitting there looking at the last post we did for the, uh, the podcast, you know, and the upvotes it got. And I just took a little screenshot and I said, yeah, imagine if there was a place where you could get rewarded for your content. And you don't need to worry about being banned. I wonder what that would look like. And it's right here, man. And I I don't know. I I love it. I love Live it. is a blockchain that Vitalik is trying to build. I mean, it really, the more, the more shit these people do, the more I'm convinced that that statement's true. Yeah. You know, it, it's like you all are trying to reproduce Hive. Good luck. Because... By the way, we're not sitting, sitting still either, as we talked about in this show. There's a lot taking place and, you know, it'll be fun next time, whenever it is in the future that we talk to Block Trades and see what else he has up his sleeve, because he always seems to have stuff up his sleeve. So much stuff going on. Guys, thank you for listening in. Everyone on Vim, Stick Up Boys, Hive Trending, Eric, you guys are amazing. The whole Hive Pizza click uh, is out there hanging out uh, as well as everybody. I know everyone on Twitter watching this is kind of like, I'd love to comment, but there's a bunch of viewers on, on Twitter, but they, they, yeah. Anyways, we will work on that. Uh, maybe even go to, dare I say, YouTube. <laughs> yeah, from, from what? One to the other. It's that's like, like a, death- that's the Ethereum of traditional social media for me. Um, you think so? You think that's worse than Facebook? It's you so write confusing, Facebook? dude. Facebook, oh, oh. Press, like Facebook, you just press a button and you can go live with, oh, with YouTube. Okay. It's just and like the Google environment is so confusing and this and it's just ah, oh, it's it's a disaster. But you know what? Millions of people have figured it out, so maybe my dumb self could figure it out if i poke enough buttons um maybe next time we talk to uh either dan and matt or 
maybe we should talk to Brian. Uh, he's probably going to message us here pretty soon. Say he wants back on the show. He's yeah, I know been, it's it's been a week. I mean, you know, it's been a week. Uh, <laughs> but it seems like he's in touch with the developers of of speak of three speak. Maybe we just bypass Dan and uh, Matt and we just go to Brian and say, hey, right why to don't the you, source. Why, why don't you call those guys up over at uh, three speak? Tell them to add streaming to three speak so we can have three speak uh, streaming and chat. I, I see this and the vim works perfectly it's just getting it's like dragging people to these platforms um people are so comfortable with their silly little youtubes and their silly little instagrams and tiktoks and that's where they're comfortable and it even with all of the censoring that happens people still love it because they're the kings but it's changing it will mark my words um tuesday we've got some exodianess for the show Yes, we do. Okay, we got Alindos coming back uh, on Tuesday. So that is the 28th of September. So be sure to check that out. Uh, thank you guys for listening in. We are up on Oriel. I think Oriel actually got us ready to rock. So I'm going to try to upload this episode. So if you're on Oriel listening to it, shout out to Oriel. Um, and uh, the account is Cryptomaniacs Pod on Hive. So thank you guys for coming. Uh, that's Task. I'm John. You guys have a good weekend, and we will see you on Ziploc Chain. Toodles. Ciao. Thanks for listening to the Cryptomaniacs podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show and look forward to hanging out with you again next week. 